This episode of The Nerd Table was originally recorded live and on camera. Go to the link in the description to view the video episode. You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's gonna be sweet! Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news, I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. And we are live. Welcome to episode 69 live. Hey guys, I'm Chris O'Mealy. Hey, it's your boy, Dan Peck, a.k.a. Penis. Oh my god. Oh my god. And Where are we Eric, even going with, with this? With no monster, because I already had one. <laughs> well, isn't that nice? Are, are, yeah. you, are you cutting back? Is that what I'm to understand here? No, I'm on call, so I needed one this morning. And I just <laughs> didn't get a chance to go to the gas station to pick up another. Fair enough. Uh, we are currently live on YouTube. As well as Twitch, twitch.tv slash CKCC online. We're live on the YouTube Club Kayfabe Creative Community here. I'm look, kind of looking away from you guys, but I'm checking out where everything is. And uh, we should be also live on my Facebook, although I don't think we are. So whatever, we can let that one go. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio version of this show after release, uh, that's cool. But you missed out on the fun because... If somebody's out there is monitoring them, their chat rooms, we might actually be able to interact with you guys live and maybe have a little fun. So, this is our 69th episode. We're doing it live. Nice. It it happened to coincide on the weekend after Dan's birthday. So this is also Dan's birthday celebration episode. Nice, nice, nice. How old are you, Dan? 39. All right, that's it. You are in the last level of your 30s now. Mm. This is it. You ready to retire? Can you retire? From this uh, wonderful podcasting gig. I mean, that would that be great on Dan's 40th birthday? He's like, all right, guys, I'm done, and just walks away. No notice or anything. He's just done. (laughs) Just done. I'm done. You know, That's t- how I plan on retiring. When I leave, I leave the company and I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I'm just kind of right. done. And fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Oh, that's a good movie. We watched that when we were doing the old Talk and Talkies podcast, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, we did like a month of stoner movies, and I think it was probably the best one we watched. Didn't we, didn't we have an episode that actually landed on 420, and that's why we did that? I, don't know. I, I know we did. We did. We did a few that. stoner movies in a row. So, no, well, don't get me wrong. I love marijuana, not as much as I love. <laughs> yeah, go see the movie. Uh, so, Eric, we know that you are currently on call today. Yeah, and you might abandon us at any point during this recording. We might just lose Eric. I'll try not to go. Don't get me wrong, I don't want to go. But <laughs> don't want to go. So 
I just got back from the family Christmas. We did Christmas at my parents' house. So that was that was nice. So now I've got the whole week to just relax and can kind of do whatever we want for a Christmas weekend. We're also cat sitting this week. One of my coworkers is going away for the holiday, so we are babysitting her kitty who is a void or an abyss depending on which way you like to call the the all blacks. Oh, the all blacks. Oh, the midnight. <clears throat> Midnights. The New yeah. Zealander uh, rugby team, right? New Zealand rugby. I... <laughs> yeah, they're all blacks. Wow. It's the name of their rugby team. I don't know anything about rugby. <laughs> God, you gotta you know what a crumpet is before you can understand cricket. <laughs> uh, so if y'all are, are watching, feel free to interact with us in the comment section. <clears throat> I can see somebody's watching on Twitch, so somebody likes us. Uh, I, did, I did link it, so... So, Eric, I think I want to do this first, because I want you to be here for this. But should we give Dan his surprise birthday gift now? Before yes. you have to disappear. Dan, we got you a surprise uh, birthday gift. Oh, yeah. We sure it's did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the one that's going to use it. Live on camera. Good night, everybody. God. Good night, everybody. We're canceled. We're done. We're we're to we're so canceled. This is the end. All right. Let me do this. So I'm gonna get this set up for a second here. But in order to successfully do this, we have to. Uh, I have to share my screen. Mm. Otherwise, Dan won't be able to see what I'm doing. And that really wouldn't work. So, dun da da da. There's a screen. Ah, oh, the mouse is there, but that's fine. All right. So I guess I should just I should just click it and let it play, or should I? Eric, do you think I should tell him what it is first? To get no, I think you should just click it and let him play. And let it play. You saw it right before I do this. No, I have not. Okay, so, it'll be so your first this time. is my first. One. Yeah. All right, Dan. Do you have uh? You have everything up? Can you can you hear everything? Okay, you. Your volume's good? Yeah, I increased the size of the window, so... All right, good. Well, <laughs> Dan, happy birthday from CKCC Radio and the patrons who got together and chipped in to get you something. Enjoy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, very nice, very evil. Very famous. Very, very famous. Is it not playing? It's not playing. It's not, it? playing. it's not playing. It's not playing. Well... It was playing on my end for a second, and then it, it was not. All right, I'm gonna have to spoil the surprise because it's gonna be very obvious when it's when I uh, when I reshare the screen here. So I'll try to just do it, share it, and then um, click it because it's gonna. I'm I'm 100% about to ruin the surprise. It opened in a different window than the one I was trying to share, and it messed me up. Oh well. Try again. Happy birthday, Dan. Yeah, very nice, very evil, very famous, very, very famous. All right, let's see, this is to Dan Housing. Ah, whatever, we'll fix it. Dan Pack Housing. There we go, the last <laughs> name is the key to fix it. Chris and the CKCC Radio crew send this message to you. He loves Davis and camera by Greg, all caps, it says. Favorite Simpsons quote is me, feel English, that's impossible. 
Please oh, that's why you were asking me stuff the other day. Eric, Matt, Jason, Glenn, Adrian, Jay, Randy, and Robert gave Dan Space Pack Housing a gift. His gift. So, Dan and Jerry wish you a very nice, very evil, very happy birthday. Hopefully, you get birthday soup wrapped in a present. And what have is a wonderful that? time. Near enemy V cast. <laughs> Enemies B cast, rather. Love that Dan Housing. <laughs> happy cameo, and I'll send you the file for that. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, guys. Patrons, too, so nice. Yeah. Well, the best part is he, he has to catch his breath to read all of our names because there were ten of us on there. So that was that was my favorite part. And then he has happy birthday soup. So, by the way, that turnaround was in, a present. So that turnaround was insane, by the way. I messaged all these guys, right? And I'm like, hey, I want to I want to chip in and get Dan a cameo from Danhausen. We're like, okay, and of course everybody agreed immediately. It was the uh, the patrons and the the main crew. So pretty much all the patrons who you know. Um, Roll was not involved, because unfortunately I don't have Roll on Facebook. So shout out to Roll, our patron, Roll. And then of course... Well, Eric, as far as I know, he's like a random guy that just decided to give us five bucks a month. Well, which rules. Well, I'm fine with that, and I hope he's enjoying the programming. Yeah. yeah. Freaking sweet. So... We, I'm all we, for that. We discussed what we were going to have him say. I didn't know he was just going to read everything verbatim. I thought he was actually going to, like, make it into a thing, but I, I, I still got a kick out of it. But then I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to make him read all of our names. <laughs> so I listed everybody out. And I'm like, do you guys have any, any final feedback? They're like, no, I think we got everything. Okay, cool. So I'm going to place the order. And that came back, like, a couple hours later. <laughs> I had yeah. it. Like, because he's out with a leg injury. For people who don't know, uh, Dan Housen broke his leg on a Ring of Honor show about three months ago. On, on Halloween. Oh, it was the Halloween show. How ironic <laughs> that, the, that the, the horror type character would get hurt on Halloween. So, yeah, he broke his leg and he was doing cameos. He was getting them all out like crazy. So he clearly had nothing else to do and got that back to us almost immediately. Now, here's the funny part. I wanted these guys to see it before I f- finished it up. So I was like, oh, it's here. I'm like, well, damn, that was fast. So I send them the link. I know, I know that they're watching it. And then I get, I get the notification in my email. Congratulations, Dan Peck has seen your cameo. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out a second. But because I ordered it for you, sent somebody a link and they clicked it, the algorithm just assumed it was you. And I'm like, all right, who? immediately I was going to be like, all right, which one of you just stooged me out and sent it to him before I was able to do this on his damn birthday? Nah, we, we did it. So happy birthday uh, from Dan Peckhausen from Danhausen. Yes. And that, that was the best part, too. He's like, this is for Danhausen. Ah, shit. Well, no cursing. He does not curse. Dan Housen does not. take it off the air. Yes. So, Eric, if you're not familiar with who Dan Housen is, he is an independent wrestler who made a name for himself by talking like the way he talked and getting the face paint. Because if you're going to get noticed as a wrestler, you got to do something different. And people would ask him, too. They're like, why do you talk that way? And he goes, ah, yes, very good question. Well, because when Dan Housen talks this way, people want to see it. And then they pay money to come see Dan Housen. That's a fair answer. <laughs> so, very fair, very honest. Oh, hello. Oh. Hey. Hello. What are you doing? Don't bury stuff that. No. Oh, I'm God. back. Here we go. She didn't want to go in her cage. So everybody. Much stronger than her. 
<laughs> so everybody who's only listening to the audio-only version just missed out on a cameo from the puppy. She's cameoed on every live episode we've done, hasn't she? Yeah, basically. <laughs> All um, right. So it is Dan's birthday episode. So, Dan, what do you want to talk about? We're a week away from Christmas. And there's well, lots of stuff going on. Week. Man. Well, all right. We're six days from Christmas. So. Oh, it's crazy. And uh, how's your advent calendar going? Because you've been advent calendaring. Well, we've been continuing. Last week on the show, I rolled what my next one was going to be, and it was the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol. How is it's, that? Because I've never seen that. It's a very good straight-up version of a Christmas Carol. It gives you, like, I think, as far as I know... The entire story. Like, all the little bits and pieces. Well, it's not a very uh, long story anyway. It's five chapters or whatever, right? Um, and it's a little bit longer than that, but it's not a very uh, it's not a very long book. It's good, though, if anybody's ever wants a chance to read it. It's a very easy read. But yeah, so that's a really good Patrick Stewart one. It's available if you have TNT. You can get it through like their stuff. Uh, or on Hulu. So he's Scrooge. Who else? Is, anybody else in it that we should know? Or uh, Yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant is Bob Cratchit. Oh, that's pretty cool. I can't believe I've never seen it. Like It's from 99. I, like, I, I, it's one of those time displacement things because like I remember seeing the ads for it, and they're like, "Hey, we did, we did, we made a special one with Patrick Stewart. It's gonna be great. Come and see it next week on TNT." And I was like, "What's that like? Ten, fifteen years ago?" And then I remembered, "Oh wait, I was in high school when this happened, <laughs> so that was at least twenty years ago." Uh, uh, why do we have to think about how long ago <laughs> high school was? Oh, oh. Every day I get out of bed, I'm reminded of what my age is. <laughs> Crick, crack, ah, oh, crap. I hope it's just a pop, not a crack. <laughs> it's yeah, several, my get out of bed things. thing is that my left, my left hip is sore when I get out of bed. Dude, now I'm at, been to bed. I'm at the age now where I sleep wrong and my back is messed up for the entire day. Oh. You ever sleep wrong enough where it was bad for the whole week? That. That's the thing. Well, now, I, I wouldn't say I'm I am pushing t- 40, but I think it's pulling me. <laughs> I am two years younger than you, so give it some time, Dan. I might get there. <laughs> I might get there sooner rather than later. <laughs> and Eric's right behind me, so we're all just pulling each other on the train right now. It's like I'm watching my future, and I don't like what I see. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm just getting older and just getting older. Alright, so Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol, you would recommend. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Be my first as time reviewing as, it. As far as your classic pretty much full, full telling of the story, this is the best one. I, I am H.O. Okay. Best best version overall is still Muppets, and the best if you have a little less time or you want to kids to watch it, Mickey, because it's like 24 minutes. That's what I always and, appreciated about the, the Mickey Christmas Carol, is that it is only a 24 minute short but it tells the entire story. Like, yes, obviously they can go into more detail with stuff, but they get all the important details in. The Muppets is just great because it's the Muppets. Muppets can do anything. 
Like yeah. the, the Muppet Haunted Mansion special was friggin' awesome. That was fun. So, it was. Yeah, so First I, I I'll have, have worked at the parks. And you have worked at Muppets 3D. I have. I have worked with the Muppets before. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I got one of my friends to uh to geek out about that. Hi Megan if you're watching, but she was showing me she's bringing in one of the new Animal Crossing villagers that they just added to the game with this new update. And it's a little peppy, or a, no, it's a snooty mouse. I think her name is Petrie or Petri or something like that. But one of her ears is blue, the other one's red. So I was like, oh, cool, you're bringing in Petrie in Muppet Vision 3D. And she geeked out for that because she worked at the parks too. And then no, she, okay. she immediately messaged me back and goes, you've got a minute and a half. <laughs> it's a spectacular it's a three hour, three hour. finale. You got a minute and a half. <gasps> It's called a salute to all nations, but mostly America. Which is the most American thing to do, honestly. (laughs) You're not going to hear any arguments from me. I wish I had had a little American flag I could just pick up and wave right now. You know, I have one of those somewhere. So, I I love being patriotic, and I do love my country, but I never, ever, ever want to have an American flag, like, outside my house, because... There are so many rules and regulations for flying the flag because I was in Boy Scouts, so I had to know all these because we would do the flag raising ceremonies at camp, and mm-hmm. it's just too damn complicated. You got to take it down in the rain. There's, I mean, the the no touching the ground thing that's an obvious one, but like if it's raining, you got to take it down. If there's a regulation to half mast it, you got to do that. And also, uh, yeah, if you're just gonna hang it, you have to hang it a specific way, specific way. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm patriotic enough. I don't have to show it. Like, and I can prove I'm patriotic because I live here. <laughs> so, like, and like the the stars have choice. to be in the top left, no matter if you hang it sideways or, or yep. Or, or, yeah. Star, uh, stars always got to be in the top left. And I'm just like, all right, this is too complicated. You know how I'm gonna just be like, you know, I'm gonna show I'm a patriot. I'm just gonna be like, I love America. I'm gonna blow shit up. I told that teaching lady the only <laughs> letters I need are U, S, and A. That's all the letters I need. Also, what does that say about us that one of the, the most American stereotypical jokes to make is the idiot southern redneck who blew up his fingers? Wow. Because. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been to the deep, dirty south? You've probably seen him. I've been the other side of the Mississippi <laughs> away from New Orleans. That's about as deep south as I've been. It gets pretty, pretty weird. The Florida Panhandle is deep south. Florida, yeah, Florida's wild. Florida's like it's either you got your like northeast people who live down there, and then you got your southern people that live down there. Florida has four demographics: tourists, retirees, uh, ethnicities, and then swamp pe- people. People. And I and I don't and I mean like real swamp people. So speaking of panhandles, I learned something this week. The reason why Oklahoma has the panhandle. Oh yeah, I've heard this story too. It's actually kind when of a te- funny story. Texas joined the Union of the United States. There was the law about the uh, what was it the longitude of which you could no longer have slaves. So they gave up land to Oklahoma so they could keep slaves. <laughs> Good God. What 
Are you? You gotta be joking. No, it's true. That's an actual thing. I learned that this week too. We probably learned it from the same meme, didn't we? <laughs> yep. And if that's not the most Texas thing in the world, I don't know what is. So anyway, the next day I watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Rankin Bass. Oh, that's Bath. a classic. That's it a classic. Is. It's good. And it's it good. gives you it's the longer one. It's long it's a you know, it's like a 45-50 minute one, so it gives you time to care. As opposed to like you know Frosty, are we going back to Frosty and we dip? We're going back to the Frosty Well. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's the same company, but they went animation and they went too short. So you don't really give a fuck on that one. This one you care. You actually care about like five separate characters. That's how good of a job they did by doubling the length of the of the show and going with their cl- their classic claymation style. Did you see the? Uh... Did you see the one meme? It was it was a special message from Batman this holiday season. He's like, I would just like to let you know, the Joker is locked up securely, the Batmobile's tires are fully operational, Robin is a human and incapable of laying eggs, and I bathe regularly. What about the broken leg situation? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Did you did you love in the the new Harley Quinn cartoon when Joker learns that Batman is Bruce Wade, and the first thing he does is bug out on him about the electric car situation. Wayne yeah. Tech promised me I was going to have an electric car already. Where the hell is it? He also <laughs> kills. He also kills the uh, what's his face because he unmasked him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow. He kills Scarecrow because he unmasked him. Oh, it's so good. I feel like the Joker really wanted that to still be a mystery. Like, out of all the things he could have done, he would never have just unmasked Batman. No, he never would have. Also, well, Joker always used to tease Batman about stuff, too. That's one of the best jokes they have in uh, the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie. I, I think it's I think it's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, uh, where, where he says something along the lines of, like, like I, could ki- I could kill you right now. He's like, oh, Bats, if you had it in it for that kind of fun, you would have done it years ago. And he's got a point. Although for, yeah. for Batman with his morality, if I don't kill, Batman has sure killed a lot of people. So just, just and he's, saying. He's, and he's, he's just done a lot several times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, mister. I don't use a gun. All right. You know, here's, a bunch, here's a bunch of pictures from the comic books of him using a gun. He sure does. <clears throat> the next day I watched The Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Kurt the uh, original one? The OG? Yeah, the first one. From 2018. And it is, like, super good. Okay. Like, I recommend it. This is probably the new the new classic. Okay. I'll check that one out. I didn't watch it when it came out, but I've heard, I've heard good things. I think there's a second one now, right? There is. And I, that is on the list for, I guess, in sometime in the next... Five days. Fantastic. <laughs> in the next five days. Okay. Yeah, because you're almost at the end. Yeah. It's the 19th now. So. Uh, Six, yeah, that's really 60 good. 19th. Remember, so 69. While watching Christmas Chronicles, I came up with my idea about how do people not believe in Santa in a world where Santa clearly exists? Yeah, let's discuss that. 
Because I think that's a major plot hole in every single Christmas movie that Santa is a legitimate character in. So where do these people think the friggin' presents under the tree are coming from? But so, they never ask the other adults. They the never life. ask the other adults. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't get Billy the skateboard. Did you get Billy the skateboard? Did you get Billy the skateboard? Listen, me as a guy, I would never ask. I would just assume. Well, because, <laughs> just, because like, the woman yeah. got all the gifts anyway, so you didn't even know what the kid. Uh, <laughs> right, and then the woman's not going to ask me in front of the kid if I got them the skateboard because it would ruin the magic. So they, we're both just like, oh, he actually did get something for the kids. <laughs> God. And you know, wait till the kids or, leave 10 minutes later to play with their toys, and you go, hey, where did that skateboard come from? Or maybe we're not thinking it in the right way. Maybe nobody believes in Santa because we're all on the fucking naughty list and nobody got shit that year. Maybe like a handful of people, and that's it. Everybody else sucks. I feel like did. the actual requ- I would love to see what like the actual Santa Claus requirements are for to, to how, how you make the list. I'm genuinely curious because I want to well, know how many times Claus, have I violated it? This is like in Fred Claus, the one kid that he's like friends with and helps out goes from the nice list to number one naughty child by getting into a fight. Okay. So one incident will skyrocket you to the top of the we'll list. We'll take That's you great. from the good list to the worst kid of the year. Yeah, Worst apparently. kid of the year. That sounds awful. Well, good job, kid. Yeah, you yeah, I mean, that's the worst kid of the year goes to the kids that, like, shoot up schools and kill their parents and shit. But, you know, a fight, that that might be up there, too, I guess. Well, here's the bad news in the real world, kids. If you kill your parents, you're not getting shit for Christmas because Santa ain't real. So you're screwed. Shit, dude. You are screwed. And if you're only letting your parents live for Christmas presents, that's still, you're still pretty shitty. Jesus. <laughs> Well, this episode went from nice to naughty real quick. Uh, what what do you expect, really? I people should expect this from us at this point. Like, yeah, especially anybody who worked in the theme parks with me and Eric should should know that we're actually taming it down significantly for the show. So <laughs> there's a lot worse we could do. I mean, we could do patron exclusive episodes if you guys really want us to cut loose. It'll get bad real quick. After all, you are two wild and crazy guys. I mean, yeah. What Broke would be on the naughty list? Like, let, let's go through. Road Rage? Yeah. Okay. But that's like... How often? Right? Like, what, what things qualify as like right. a one-time offense that just automatically puts you on the naughty list? Okay, I guess... Cursing out a driver who cut you off but not doing anything about it wouldn't count. But, like, if somebody cuts you off and your immediate reaction is to cut them off and then get out and try to punch them, uh, I would say that's naughty list. All right. Again, uh, this is for children, so... <laughs> no, we're doing adult naughty list. <laughs> we're not. We're not kids anymore. Uh, Have not... you seen his search history? Everyone's on the naughty list. <laughs> Note, not tipping. That should get you on the naughty list. 
someone of course someone in so i said this once i said i said even if i said something about like you should always tip your if you don't tip your servers then you shouldn't go out to eat or something like that and i remember there were a handful of people that like took offense to that and whenever i say something like that i'm always like i know someone's gonna have an issue with this, and I get it into my head as to who I think those people are going to be just knowing people the way I know them. And it's always the same people, and I'm never surprised when it's them. And I said something like, if you're going to, if you don't tip well, you or you, you don't like to tip or whatever, then you shouldn't go out to eat because you're just, you're, you're screwing over the waiters. And I remember somebody's immediate reaction was, well, uh, you're just going to say that, you know, sometimes the food service is bad or the or the waiter's got an attitude or, or I didn't get what I ordered. And I said, I said, so your first reaction to what I said was to find a way to cut a hole in the logic. I said, so you are actually one of the people I'm addressing here. But, you know, when you when the waiter's got an attitude and I'm like, OK, yes, there are extenuating circumstances where. You shouldn't tip your waiter if they have been blatantly ignoring you or being rude or something. But that is also common friggin' sense. There's only been two times where I didn't tip the waiter. And it's not because I I, I literally did not feel like it is a tip position. I went up. I ordered a uh, a beer. And it was like at a bar, basically. I ordered a beer and they gave me a beer. That was it. He literally just gave me, they got the bottle and opened it up for me. That was it. That's all he did. And I'm just like, well, I'm not tipping for that. <laughs> I mean, that's... Plus, I didn't know. It was also one of those places where I didn't know I was required to tip because when he say, gave me the thing to sign, that's when I noticed it said tip down at the bottom. And I was like, fuck, I'm broke. <laughs> so I just signed it. Dude, I untipped a driver once. Because you, you can... Because you, you can do that. Yeah, this hap- this actually happened recently. I ordered Moe's to be delivered at work. And of course, and it came through Uber Eats. And I like Uber Eats because I rarely have a problem with Uber Eats. And if I do have a problem, they fix it. So I'm not like upset at the situation because they did fix it. I was just upset that I got the wrong food and couldn't eat it. And then I was, I was hungry. And, I, and then I had to order again. And it took another, you know, another hour to get there. You know, when you want to go to lunch and you're hungry and you're waiting to clock out for food and now you have to wait another hour for the food to get back and because <laughs> they already messed it up once and now you have to keep go back to work immediately when you're like in that lunch mode, you get cranky. I'm lenient on that kind of thing for, for two reasons. One, if you went to the right restaurant and they just gave you the wrong food, that's not your fault. Because the bags now are sealed. They got, like, stickers on them, so you can't even check to see what's in there. So you have to trust whatever it is they give you. Well, here's the thing. This wasn't the restaurant's fault. This was the driver's fault. Because that was not my name on the bag. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So, yeah, that that was totally the driver's fault. I've also had this happen to me where they went to – they get, like, multiple orders at once. So they'll go get your food and go to a different restaurant, get their food, and then they'll, like, drop it off. And they dropped off the wrong fucking food. They dropped off my food to somebody else, and they gave me their food. And all he had was a fucking chicken pot pie, and it was good, but it wasn't what I ordered. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, can't give it back to him, and I'm hungry. Principal, so and Principal Bone gets Doug's love song to Patty. Yep. Patty gets, prefer- gets 
Principal Bones yodeling group video. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Good reference. But, well, the thing was, the driver... Uber will alert you if the driver's got other stops. And he did not. So, he literally got gave me the wrong food. And it was like... And it, was, it wasn't even like another Chris or something. It was a Jacob. And... I ordered a burrito and I got a salad bowl. So, like, it wasn't even close to being the same thing. So Jacob I just... Marley was dead to begin with. <laughs> yep. It's the first line in the book. <clears throat> so, when I when I issued the complaint to Uber Eats, they, they immediately offer you a refund because they say, what's the issue with your order? And I said, I got the wrong food and I sent the picture as proof. I said, you can see the name is not me. So, they got, I got an immediate refund. And I knew it wasn't the restaurant's fault, so I immediately reordered. Of course, I actually put that in the notes, too. I said, hey, I just ordered from you, and you guys gave me the wrong food. I'm going to try this again. Can you please double-check and make sure you get it right? Like, that was actually the note for the restaurant and the driver. And then they go, how was so-and-so's service? And I had pre-tipped, so I untipped. And I said, how is your service? Well, you screwed up, so you don't get your tip now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If it's the waiter's fault, but that's also why one of my original points was that you should still t- if the if the restaurant gives you the wrong food or they make it wrong, that's not the waiter's fault. Especially if the waiter's apologetic and trying to make it right for you, I think that's that deserves a tip. That still deserves a tip. But again, people like to people like to fight me on this, and I won't I won't get into this on this show. If, as an issue, but one time I flat out posted on Facebook that I couldn't stand racist people, and four people came at me for saying that. And that tells you everything you need to know. So, they don't tip, and they don't like... You know why you tip your waiters and waitresses? Because minimum wage is what? It's like 210 or something like that for a restaurant worker. Yeah, Yeah. so like, minimum wage, just say minimum $4 at best. Yeah, how Get away with paying under minimum wage for waiters. Because tips. Because tips. There's, yeah. So, yeah, so let's say minimum wage is this now, this uh, grandiose $15 thing people have been fighting for. They'll be making $5 an hour. Pretty much, yeah. And they're supposed to make up the rest in tips. Which is sucky, but also kind of makes sense because you're in a direct service position. And that is... um, what did it say? Um, a reason. I, I'm I'm losing the exact word, but it is a, a, a motivator to do your do utmost your job better in yeah. that position. Um, it's so. it's kind of like if you if you were if you had a commission based job, you're going to do everything you can to get the sale. Yes, because that's how you make money. You know who works on commission? Our friend Adrian Cotton over there at Motivational Vacations. So you don't pay anything if you book your next vacation through Motivational Vacations. That was a good segue. I just kind of snuck that one in there. You know where I'd go? Where would you go? I I am so craving a pub sub. I'd go wherever there are the fucking Publix. Go see Dan. Just get a pub right here. <laughs> go, go, just go down to Dan. I had, a, I had a pub sub on Tuesday. Oh my god! I want one of the chicken ones. You remember those? Yeah, chicken like uh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I'm an, I'm an Italian combo guy, so I get like you know 
four well, different meets in the Cochise. Here's the well, thing, and let's you live right next to one. Uh, here's the thing, and we can fight over this. Not not you guys, but like the the listeners, we can fight over this. Uh, <laughs> I got sheets, so I don't need Publix anymore. Cause I can get my chicken tender sub at Sheets, and it's delicious. Like I don't have sheets. I don't have Wawa. I don't have pubs. Yeah. So what's but the... you got, Mom? Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do have Mom's spaghetti. Do I know? Because even if I were to make it there, I'd still be like an hour fucking wait for spaghetti. <laughs> Probably. So what's your what's the the Michigan chain? You guys got Culver's over there. You guys have to have something that the rest of the country doesn't really have. No, White Castle. I've seen a lot of fucking White Castles. Oh, we got White Castle in New Jersey. Like, yeah, the closest White Castle. I've never, to me, I've never lived near a White Castle. I mean, the closest White Castle to me is in Allentown, but that's still drivable if I really wanted it. It might be I like an that... hour and fifteen minutes to get there, an hour fifteen back, but I can do that if I really wanted to. Like the closest guys... Hardee's for me is an hour away. But do you guys have there. like Cottage Inn? Cottage Inn? Yeah. I don't think so. Is that like a diner chain? It's like a pizzeria place, but like I wouldn't consider that fast food. No, we're we're very big on the the mom and pop pizza chains here. We have tons of those. And like they're they're chains in the definition that they're lo- there's multiple locations in the county, but they don't stretch much further than that. Like, we have Caruso's Pizza and Slice of Brooklyn and Two Cousins, and they have multiple restaurants in the area, but they're not national chains. Like, Sheets is very, very Pennsylvanian, and I know they have them in other states, but it's, they're almost synonymous with Pennsylvania, because you can cross the border to New York, and I don't think there are any. What about Amos? Never even heard of that one. Yeah, they they serve euros and stuff like that. It's like Greek food. Gyros, gyros, yes. And and moose and muskaka. Muskaka. Yeah, I don't even know the last time I had a good, I had a good euro. But I think that's family owned as well. So I'm not 100 percent sure hmm. what we got up here. We got no big chains that like are unique to Michigan. What about like grocery stores or shopping chains or anything like that? Um, Kroger, Myers. I feel like Kroger uh, does a couple of states. Kroger might Myers. be more. Kroger might be a more regional thing because I know I know that they have Krogers in Kentucky, but I don't. I've never seen a Kroger's I've, out here. I've never lived near a Kroger, so like they're like in a, in Georgia and yeah. So you got you got. It that is one. weird where like where they decide to put stuff like yeah, I, we're yeah in Georgia, Kentucky, and Michigan. Like why the fuck those three states? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Like there's no like there's no like general progression in a direction. It's just like three random states. <laughs> I mean my uh, my last job at the warehouse we had three locations: Grand Rapids, Michigan, Jacksonville, Florida. And Lancaster, Pennsylvania. One so convenient locations <laughs> in Africa. In Africa. <laughs> this funny hat for chicken. People, arise. arise. Some chicken. people know what we're talking about, but most people probably don't. Now repeat after me. I am 
I am Sofa King. Sofa King. We Tarded. I am Sofa King. We Tarded. No, no, no. You say it wrong. <laughs> now you want to say it faster. <laughs> you say funny you say, thing. You say a funny thing. Arise, chicken. I mean, ultra mega chicken? No. Shh. He is legend. He is legend. Uh, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're referencing Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Anyway, nice. back to uh, Christmas stuff. I watched oh, Charlie still... Brown Christmas. I was kind of hoping you were going to go, next thing I watched was Cybernetic Ghost of Christmas Past from the Future, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. <laughs> that would have been the best Arise. segue ever. Chicken. Uh, Charlie Arise. Brown Christmas Chicken. is one of like, it's like my in my top three. That's a yearly watch. That's that's yearly. Like, It's so good. It's on Apple TV if you have that. I actually own it. So, I'm just I've been posting like easy places to stream it from, right? Because not everybody's gonna, not everybody can just run to their DVD player and pop in a DVD because they may not own it. But or you may not even own a DVD player anymore at this point. I mean, that's a possibility too. I guess I don't know. In order for me to watch a DVD now, I'd have to like. Rehook up my 360, I think. <laughs> what, your PlayStation doesn't actually play DVDs? My PlayStation 5 doesn't have a disc drive at all. Oh, you got oh, that you got one. The... Okay. Okay. And my computer doesn't have a disc drive either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine doesn't either. Now that I think about it, the laptop that I'm on, I just looked, doesn't have one. So. You didn't watch it. Kind of thing. <laughs> I used to have a portable one that I would plug in to the, it was just, you know, a USB thing, you'd plug it in, but it, it started just acting funky, so I ended up just recycling it. I mean, I've still got the PS4, so I can do, I can do Blu-rays on that, and I do, we do have an actual Blu-ray player in the bedroom. It's not, uh, it's nothing fancy, it's, it was cheap, it was like a $50 Blu-ray player we got at Target. But it served the purpose. It plays the Blu-rays, so can't really complain too much. I mean, I can, and I do, but, you know. I feel like at this point, we all just watch our stuff digitally anyway. So it, it, it'd either be on Plex or some sort of streaming service. Yeah. That's pretty much what I, we do. Yeah. If I'm going to own something, I'm going to... Rip it onto some sort of hard drive. I do that a lot, too. I have a lot of my physical DVDs are also on my Plex server now, so I can watch them anywhere. What do you use to to rip them, though? Uh, So I had an actual Kodak Ripper that no longer works because I don't have any way to do that on this computer. So I have another way of doing it, which is to contact a buddy of mine who has the ability to do this, and he'll do it for me. What I think is actually happening is he's just downloading files off the internet and giving them to me. But I already own the the damn thing, so I technically can't get in trouble for that, but I'm convinced that's what's actually happening, so... But you know what? There's so much stuff online now. Like, put on your, go to YouTube, 
put on your ad blocker and then find all the free movies with ads and you won't get the ads. So there's so many few people you can on watch. the planet that pay for the YouTube subscribe uh, payment that fifteen dollars a month so I don't see fucking ads. I hate ads so much. Not see I've <laughs> got the I've got ad blocker. Uh, I'll watch because I know that uh, Spaceballs is on there. Beavis and Butthead do America's on there. Jingle All the Way was on there. So like I have I have movie options, and with the ad blocker, I don't see the ads, so I just watch what I want to watch. But I mean, between Netflix and Hulu and Disney and Peacock, and I have access to Paramount because my HBO parents Max. have access to it. Yeah. You, you don't need cable anymore, and you really don't need a lot of DVDs. But it's funny that between all these services, there's still so much... The one thing you end up wanting to watch ain't available on any of them. So, you gotta get creative. But yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas is fantastic. Uh, somebody had pointed this out. I don't remember where I read this, but it was like... It was like, Charlie Brown is proof that even with no budget, you can still do a quality Christmas special. And I appreciate that. I think like the, the Garfield special is like even cheaper, probably because like it has static backgrounds that are uh, clearly of lower quality. Yeah, that also might just be and the art they style. Ju- they just move John and Garfield around on a back on a blank background. <laughs> anyway, my next Christmas movie was the original Home Alone. It's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. <clears throat> Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are gold. Yep, they're everything. They are everything. Apparently, and this I is my grandmother's more... favorite Christmas movie because they watched it yesterday. <laughs> they're more important to the Home Alone movie than Kevin McAllister is. Yeah, I would agree. Well, because nothing would have happened if they there wouldn't have been a movie if they weren't casing the neighborhood. Kevin would have just been left alone. They would have gotten home to him, and the house would have... Everything would have been normal, right? Also, nothing would have happened if it wasn't Christmas. Right. Because I've heard that argument. They're like, Home Alone doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. I'm like, why were they going to Paris? (laughs) For Christmas. Why were there two robbers looking at... A rich suburban neighborhood. Oh, because they knew no one was going to be there because everyone was going to be away for Christmas. Can I? Can I throw this? Can I throw this one out there to all the people out there who insist that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie and want to uh, die? Well, uh, the next day I watched <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> There's the transition. <sighs> Fantastic. <laughs> to all the people out there who will die on the hill that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, I would just like to ask you one question. Do you consider It's a Wonderful Life to be a Christmas movie? Because if you do, then you have to either stipulate that Die Hard is, or you have to stipulate that It's a Wonderful Life is not. Because It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. It's not. So if you're going to... Take that association and die on the diehard hill. It's then the end of the movie is like a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah. So it's either they both are or neither of them are. And you can't have it the other way. And uh, I will 
die on that. And hit. I would say, and die Eric's hard gonna is, kill someone is... apparently because he's flashing a knife at the camera uh, while I'm saying this. <laughs> so apparently, I, Eric's I'm ready. Always... My bad. I'm always fiddling with things. <laughs> no, I'm talking about these people want to die on the hill, and I just see you twirling a knife around. I'm like, well, shit, I didn't, I didn't know we were taking it in that direction. But okay. Yeah, you guys listen to the audio version are missing all the good stuff. Go back to Twitch or YouTube and watch this. So Die Hard is actually more of a Christmas movie because Christmas is essential to the plot. Because John McClane would not be there if it wasn't Christmas. If it was just a regular ass office party, he wouldn't have been there. Because uh, he's there to visit his family. He has been he had a separation from his wife. He's there to see his family for Christmas. Yep. Also, Hans Gruber wouldn't have shown up that night because it's the building is abandoned, partially under construction, and the only people that are there are the people in the company that he needs to infiltrate. Yep. Because they're having a Christmas party. <clears throat> Everybody else is is so, going for the holiday. If it wasn't Christmas time, the good guy wouldn't be there, and the bad guy wouldn't be there. Then it you don't only happen on Christmas. But if you don't have that, then maybe Frank Sinatra would still be the same character. Because <laughs> he wouldn't have to do all this shit. <laughs> maybe. <sighs> but... All right, take the Christmas movie argument out of out of the factor for a minute. You can't argue that Die Hard's one of, if not the greatest action movies of all time. Oh yeah, like to yeah. me, it's like Die Hard, Terminator Two, like those are like top tier action movies. Just lots of stuff blowing up, lots of quotable lines. Just, yeah, just a damn good Die movie. Hard, Terminator Two. Rush hour. Rush hour. <laughs> Good stuff where lots of stuff blows up. Oh, um, by the way, the uh, what song plays over the end credits of Die Hard, Dan? The end credits? Yeah. Isn't it, is it Sinatra? Let's let it snow. Yeah. But at the beginning, we have Run DMC. Can you play some Christmas music? This is Christmas music. So, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't want to hear it. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Because, and then, and then uh, the other point that I always like to make is, all right, you know what? I'll tell you, because then people are like, well, if, if you consider that a Christmas movie, then therefore Harry Potter has to be because it has a Christmas scene in it. And I'm like, see, now you're just pissy because you're losing the argument. <laughs> And you're trying really, really hard to save face, and you're not. But you know what? Every movie's a Christmas movie if you make it a tradition to watch it at Christmas time. So if your Christmas tradition is to bust out the Lord of the Rings trilogy because they were released in December, then those are now Christmas movies. By the way, in 20 years ago now. 20 years ago. Would you stop with the making me feel... God, but right. it's the number one trilogy! If you watch then, that, hold that on. Video. I just cracked the shoulder a second time. So yeah, thanks, thanks. For that. <laughs> it's the number one trilly. Yes, that was uh, one trilly. That's a really good video. It is. Yeah. Uh, what else? Where they're like, "Oh, is he going to show up?" And he's like, "Maybe." <laughs> like, is Elijah going to show up? Maybe. Maybe. And then also the running gag of just dunking on Anna Kendrick. 
She's just Kendrick. there for a running gag. Anna Kendrick. Like, Anna Kendrick? Fucking, your music movies suck. Yeah, but Anna Kendrick's kind of bae, so. Anna Kendrick's awesome. And then she's just there, and she's just rapping with them with, like, all her Lord of the Rings shit she's Look, got. Speaking of people who are just there, or dogs in this case. There's a pupper. Hi, puppy. They're saying hi to you. Say hi back. Hi, puppy. See, look. Yeah, look over here. Over here. Trying to, I gave her a chew toy. Now she's trying to bury it in the couch. <laughs> you can't bury it in the couch. Puppy. We love puppies. And then yesterday I watched. I hope maybe you can get her to look at the camera. There you go. Hi, puppy. <laughs> okay, the tricks. Movie magic. There you go. <laughs> she doesn't care. No, she, she would not. She would CGI. And then yesterday was uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol. The Jim Carrey creepy Robert Zemeckis one. Wait, what? Yeah. Remember uh, Snow Train? That's what my grandmother calls it. Polar Express? Polar Express, yes. Uh, where it's like, looks like it's painted and everyone was played by Tom Hanks and everyone had dead eyes and everything looked creepy. Never saw it. Well, they continued that with this Jim Carrey version of A Christmas Carol. It came out it, like... Oh nine, I think, and I remember watching it and being like, "I don't like this." And it is—it's a real—it's like like a complete retelling, like the Patrick Stewart. It has like all the scenes that you don't get anywhere else, pretty much. Anyone else is sitting. Like the thing that always got me is like, Marley was dead to begin with. Some of them just say, eh, "Marley's dead," and we move on to the story. But these two start with the funeral, yeah, the full funeral scene. Um, so they do like the whole thing. They add a few things, but it's just so aesthetically displeasing. It just it, looks so bad. It, I, I mean, I can kind of get it because it's not like Marley's funeral was crucial to the plot of Christmas Carol, but it's nice to include it. You know who never got a funeral in a movie? Dumbledore. The entire. Yeah, so else. I was going to say someone else. Oh, uh, what were you going to say? I cannot say. I cannot say because someone is currently still watching that season or the series. Are you talking about Game of Thrones? I am talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we got we got that to talk about too. <clears throat> so today, let's randomly, which is what I'm going to be watching later today. And then and there's gold. six things left. Yeah, what is left, by the way? We've got Elf, Muppets Christmas Carol, The Year Without a Santa Claus, A Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, and The Christmas Chronicles 2. Dude, that's like all the goat stuff at the very end. Right? Like, that really is like all the goat stuff right at the end. We've got a Christmas story today. All right, there you go. And then you can watch it again on Christmas Eve for 24 hours. Yeah, no. If that's your thing. If that's your dang. So, 
I would say even my favorite movie of all time I wouldn't want to watch. And like a 24-hour loop, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That was actually the one thing I've always had an issue with with the, the Christmas Story Marathon. is like, I'll watch it the once, but I have no interest in watching it again after that. And I know people, they're like, I'll just put it on all day and it's, and it's great. Okay. And just be on in the background while you're doing it. Like, everything. Christmas Vacation is a top 10 all-time favorite movie for me. Like, legit top 10 all-time favorite movie. But if that was running, once I watch it the once for the season, I'm good. Because if I keep watching it over and over again, it's not going to be as funny. I'm saying that I would watch it over and over again, but if I was doing, like, cooking or whatever, just having it background noise. But even then, that's, I would still randomly play through different things. That's so. one That's one thing, yeah. Um, yep. I, can't, well, I can't talk about what I've been watching because I just finished Dragon Ball Z Kai. And I don't want to give away too much before Dan has a chance to watch it. But what I want to do is when Dan does start watching Kai is as he's doing his progress, I'll, we, you and I can kind of fill in the missing, the missing blanks of what they cut and what was we think they probably should have kept in. And the stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, the Goku Frieza fright. Yeah, you want this abridged version because you don't want the regular one. I don't know. I feel like... Since I had to watch the regular one like 18 times before Goku <laughs> went Super Saiyan. I Seriously, kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've grown attached to it. I mean, there's there's a couple of things without being like spoiler ridden that I can say. Uh, the, at the very beginning of the show, the training and bonding, they did cut out a little too much of that. So that that's fine. And... There were an, the occasional filler filler storyline that I wish they had kept in. And I've said this before. When Goku and Piccolo learn how to drive cars is is the best filler episode in, like, anime history. Because it's so damn funny. And it's worth going out of your way to just watch that. But then there's other stuff they cut. They cut an entire arc out of, out of the run of Kai, which was the Garlic Jr. arc. And nobody misses that because it was like... It was like 10 episodes, it went nowhere, it was a waste of time, it was an uninteresting character, but then they also cut out the other world tournament entirely, which I think would have helped out during the Majin Buu saga later on, when you meet the other Kais, and you're just like, oh, none of them are fleshed out now, it's just like, oh, well he's here and he has to be for this dialogue purpose. Wait a minute, they cut out that tournament scene when the elder, when the Kais were there? Yeah, the and Dragon Ball Kai does not have the other world tournament at all. Dragon Ball Kai's oh, oh the other world tournament. I, I thought you were talking about the the Majin the, the tournament that had no no, no 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 yeah okay. no not that one no I'm talking about um in between the Cell Saga and the Boo Saga they do the other world tournament where you meet all these fighters from other quadrants of the universe. Gotcha. And and I I, I got a kick out of that little tournament there because I thought Pycon was a cool character. And he's a cool fucking character. And then in the Boo Saga, he's just kind of in the background when there are the other world scenes that they couldn't cut. So, but we'll we'll go into more detail when Dan does his watch through. Um, speaking of stuff that's coming, the three of us have decided on what we're going to do for the debut episode of Real Time Reviews. We've picked out three music videos we're going to watch in real time and review. And we're going to do a test. We're not going to do it live, but we're going to do a test recording. 
and an attempt to upload to YouTube and see if the Fair Use Act actually is fair use because we're going to be doing a review and a real-time reaction, which there are tons of those all over YouTube. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and if it if YouTube don't like it, uh, we'll find another way to do it. But I don't know. They didn't kick. Uh, according to my little uh, streamer page here, we are still live on YouTube, so they didn't cut me off for playing Danhausen. Not that there was anything like copyright-ish with the Danhausen thing, but it says we're still online there, so I guess we are. I'll take it. Alrighty, so, with that out of the way, this is the uh, 69th episode. <laughs> nice. So, one topic I, I would like to discuss this week are, and I've got to, I'll have to pull up IMDB on my phone here to help reference so I'm not looking all over the place here. What are some of your all-time favorite comedy movies? And the reason I bring this up is because the whole giggle, laugh at 69, makes me think of adult comedies and some of my all-time personal favorites. But in the grand scheme of comedy movies, what are some of your favorites? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters might be my number one, actually. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more modern, okay. or at least somewhat modern, and I'm going to have to go with, like, the original The Hangover and Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers was fucking great. We love that movie. That is a really good one. <clears throat> All right. So... I have pulled up a list of IMDb's 100 Greatest Comedies of All Time. Let's count them down and see how many we've seen. You guys ready? <clears throat> Let's do this. All right. We're going to start from, one, from 100 to 91. We're going to go backwards. We have The General. So that's going to be a no from me. Never nope. even heard of that. That's, um, is that a... Uh, shoot. That's a Buster Keaton movie. Buster Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Yep. Uh, Get Shorty. Anybody? I've actually never seen it, but I've heard it's pretty good. Arsenic and Old Lace at number 98. This is if you like Cary Grant movies. How about Little Miss Sunshine? Seen it. Did you like it? Yeah. Steve Carell, Greg Kinnear. It's okay. a great cast. Okay. At number 96 is A Christmas Story, which we just talked about. That's a really good comedy, though. Ah, here we go at number 95, School of Rock. Still good. It's still good. I still like it. Yep. It's been a while since I've watched it. Maybe I'll... Throw that on the list. Uh, Road to Morocco at number 94. That's a big Crosby movie and Bob Hope. The, yeah, one of the classic Road 2s, yeah. That that they spoof on uh, Family Guy. Here's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. City Slickers at number 98. 
That's been a while, but yeah, that was fun. That speaking of a good Daniel Stern movie, we were just talking about Home Alone. That's a good one. All right, at number ninety-two, anger management. That one that was funny. I saw that in the theater. <clears throat> so did you really? I did. Yeah, I saw that when it came out. I was like, hmm, Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson, hey, son of a bitch, I'm in. Uh, so <laughs> I remember. After the movie came out, my parents had seen it, and I asked my father, and I said, so, did you like anger management? And he just smiles and goes, I feel pretty, oh, so pretty. That would be a yes. If you haven't seen the movie, guys, go see it. You'll get the reference. Uh, Here's one I've never heard of, With Nail and I. Oh, yeah, that's... um, Gertrude Grant again. Uh, Yeah. Eh, could could be interesting. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's good cast, though. All right, at number ninety is it's a trap. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's a gift. W. C. Fields movie. Never seen this one. Probably I'm near. Say, who fucking saw Star Wars and thought, "Hey, comedy"? <laughs> I mean, there's a couple funny scenes in Star Wars. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, number not, 89 is the original Home Alone. Number 88 is Scary Movie. That's a the original <laughs> original Scary Movie. Is so great. What's up? <laughs> oh, that's not my boyfriend. I just fucked him a couple times. She grabs the banana. You know, in the grand scheme of like good parody movies, that first Scary Movie's got to be up there. That was a very well done parody movie, and then they, of course, they went too far and tried to do everything, and they all became horror. Oh, then, the, then the issue was horror had a resurgence right around then. Yeah, that's true too. There was a bunch of new and different horror ones to send up immediately, so they did yeah, another so they... one, and then another one, and then another one. Yeah, uh, number eighty-seven. Here's something Dan and I watched for Talk and Talkies back in the day: My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's a good one, too. Uh, Wayne's World at number 86, the original one. Nice. Great movie. Death at a Funeral at number 85. If you guys are Chris Rock fans, that's a good one. Also, Keith David's in that. Number 84 is Revenge of the Nerds. I've never watched the sequels, because I refuse to, but that original Revenge of the Nerds is really good. Uh, Then we have the original... Odd Couple, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Before they became grumpy old men, they were the Odd Couple. Number 82 is Big. Breakout performance for Tom Hanks. That's a good movie. It's been a while since I've watched that one. Uh, number 81. I don't know what this one is, but it's an interesting title. Everything you always wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask. Anybody got anything? <laughs> I, no, that's a hell of a title, though. Well, Woody Allen is the star of that one. That's probably why I haven't seen it. But Gene Wilder's in it, so... All right. And Tony Randall. All right. And Burt Reynolds. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, number 80, Galaxy Quest. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie, actually. It is good. That is good. 
The Kentucky Fried Movie coming in at number 79. I have never seen that before. Anybody seen that one? The Kentucky Fried Movie? I have heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I've heard it's it's very tasteless, so so Eric and I'll probably love it. But apparently it's that funny that it's in the seventies, Aaron. Stripes at number seventy eight. Stripes is good. Stripes is good, yeah. That's another classic, Bill Murray, John Candy. Uh Best in Show, number seventy seven. Really, that's I think that's my least favorite of those movies. Really? Yeah. Well, Somebody Maybe clearly, the rest of them will show up. Somebody, <laughs> somebody clearly disagrees with you. Uh, Ruthless People at number 76. Ruthless People, that would be a Bette Midler and Danny DeVito movie. Never seen that one. We have Cheech and Chong's next movie at number 75. Cheech and Chong classic. Uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka at number 74. Yeah, that's uh, Wayne's. But like, yeah, it's the know, Wayne's. Before. But we're talking Dan's Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Keenan Ivory Wayne's, yeah. yeah. Not Marlon and Sean. I just like the title. I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. Disorder in the Court at number 73. That's Mo, Larry, and Curly. So even though I've never seen it, I know I'd probably like it because I do like the Three Stooges. Here's a classic Beverly Hills Cop at number 72. So good. That's a good one. Also uh, a great action movie. Also a great action movie. <clears throat> the Producers at number 71. We're talking Zero Mustel. And... We're talking Zero Mustel, yep. Mm. And Gene Wilder. So good, though. Springtime for Hitler in Germany. In Germany. At number 70 is Super Bad. Oh, super bad. How did I forget about that movie? That's a good contemporary comedy. Plus that that movie launched like how many careers? Seriously. Because after Super Bad, everybody was was going for Jonah Hill. Uh Bill Hader had a breakout role in that. Seth Rogen was starting to get big. So yeah, that was Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I saw that one in the theater too. Really funny movie. <laughs> At number 69 is Tommy Boy. What an appropriate spot for that, too. Nice. You know Sammy Callahan is called Sammy Callahan because of that movie? See, really? You know what? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Sammy Callahan from, yep. I'm not surprised. Police Academy at number 68. I love all of the Police Academy. I feel like they're all, like, they're funny. little treasures. Yeah. They're funny. Uh, the Money Pit at number 67. I've yeah. never seen The Money Pit. I like The Money Pit. Okay. So you'd recommend it? It's, it's, Tom, uh, it's Tom Hanks, so I'd, I'd check family it out. Guy, the family guy with the one where they're stuck in the attic. Oh, God. In the room, in the, and yeah. he's like, tell a story. And he's like, I do not like The Godfather. Oh, yeah. And everyone like, yells like, at him. And he's like, Oh, it's the stupid scene where they're having dinner. And they're like, that's the best scene of the movie. And he's like, I like the money pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially uh, it's like Tom Hanks and uh, it was Shelley Long, maybe? Shelley Long, yep. 
Yeah, they uh, get you are correct, sir. A house, and the house is a pile of shit. And they gotta spend a lot of money fixing the house up. Okay. Hilarity ensues. I'll check that out. Coming to America. Classic. I have to ask, is that a T.O. or a number two? It's a T.O. I don't think... I, I, a lot of people did not like the sequel. McDowell's. Bad Santa at number 65. Well, I was supposed to watch it a week or so ago, but it yeah. was in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know why it was in Spanish, but it was in Spanish. <laughs> Uh, we got Richard Pryor movie coming up here. See no evil, hear no evil. Richard Pryor and uh... Gene Wilder again. He's in a Wilder. lot of these. That's what where one of them is bl- is blind, the other one's deaf, and they witness a crime. Uh, here we go. That here, sounds hilarious. Here's something I actually did see in the theater. I was very young, but I saw it in the theater. Mrs. Doubtfire at number yep. sixty-three. Robin Williams classic. Road Trip at number 62. I prefer Euro Trip, but I don't take anything away from Road Trip. Dan, we got a good one here. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life at number 61. If you guys like the Monty Python movies. Probably their worst of their movies because it's the one that's not even interconnected. It's just a bunch of vignettes. It's just what they wanted to do. No, that's uh, that's uh, now for something completely different. No, that one's... Yeah, that, that one's like actually a compilation of things from the show. But like, um, oh, this is just, like, it's just kind of whatever they wanted to do, pretty much. Whereas like the other ones are a bunch of sketches, but they had at least a central premise that fit within the movie. Um, that one was just kind of all over the place. Uh, who likes Cheech and Chong movies at number 60 is Nice Dreams. Wow. So we've had two Cheech and Chong movies, but neither of them have been up in smoke yet. Well, we still have several to go. At number 59, we have The Birdcage. That's a good movie. That's That's a funny movie. That's a really funny movie. Uh, I remember remember hearing something recently, because with Robin Williams dying in the last few years, um, that he fought for Nathan Lane because they wanted to out him while they were making that movie. And Nathan Lane wasn't ready to be outed yet, and Robin Williams fought for him the entire time. Good and for they, him. Didn't out, they didn't out him while making the movie. Because I'm sure they would have been like, hey, one of our gay guys in this movie is actually a gay guy. And like, that might have actually helped them make more money or whatever. Like but, Modern Family? Yeah, or, where but, one of the gay couple actually is gay? But uh, he wasn't ready, and Robin Williams fought, fought Good for him. Man. Uh, the MASH movie coming up next. Number 58. Yeah. MASH was such an interesting MASH is an interesting show in general because it really is a a comedy drama mashup. No pun intended. But it really is. It can be very funny, but it's also very serious. Because it's taking place during the war, so... So so it's like drugs. Yeah, he's no Superman. Um, MASH is... uh, Let's see, was Donald Sutherland is Hawkeye in the movie? Yes. Um, there's a couple people who made it to the show, but, uh, essentially the movie is just a bunch of things that happened while they were doing a mass unit at the war. And you can, if you've watched the show, as I have watched every episode, you can see individual segments in the movie 
became episodes later. Although uh, Radar O'Reilly is still played by the same guy. Yes, he's the same character. There's a couple people. Nutty Professor at number 57, and this is the original Jerry Lewis Nutty Mm -hmm. Professor we're talking about. The Music Box at number 56. That's a Laurel and Hardy. So anybody out there who knows Laurel and Hardy, if you're a fan, that'll be something you guys can check out. At number 55... Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I still think in a lot of ways the first Austin Powers is the best one. It is. But it, I think it, we're, due, we're due for a fourth one because I think there's been enough time. I heard they're talking about it. Where there's been new spy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Crow, they didn't do anything after Bourne movies came out? Yeah, they could do a whole thing with the Bourne movies. They really could. There's... Born stuff. There's the whole new. All of Daniel Craig has been since then. Like Red Notice. You just yeah, yeah Red Notice. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got Rat Race at number fifty-four. That one's fun. Never saw it, but I would check it out. It's got a cast I yeah. like. Yeah. At number fifty-three, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm was, not. I actually. I'm not. I'm not big on these movies personally. But I, I understand why they're popular. I'm not taking anything away from people. I haven't seen them. All I know is that there's the scene about the um, was yellow fever. Yellow fever scene. There's nothing sexier than a hot Asian chick. <laughs> and that's where Dan got his fetish from. <laughs> from a movie I've never seen. Oh, that reminds me. We ran out of we ran out of space in the Danhausen video request, but people wanted me to make reference to you liking Asian cuties, and I couldn't work it in. Sorry about that. I couldn't get Danhausen to mention your love of the Asian girls. My apologies, Dan. But there, there's a character limit on how much you can type to him, and I wanted Danhausen to say all of our names because I just thought that'd be funny to hear him do that. Has have we lost Eric? Is this it? No. So here, just trying to get the dog to not chew on stuff she shouldn't be chewing on. <laughs> Welcome to pet ownership, buddy. Everything's yeah. a chew toy. Just like when you have a cat, everything's a scratch pad, even when it's not supposed to be. Right. My favorite is the uh, the patch of wall right next to the litter box where they clean their nails off afterwards. <sighs> Yep. By the way, our cat's been gone for like four or five years. That patch is still there on that wall. Is that that's where she left her memory, right? <laughs> You'll always remember it's the right, cat. It's right there because the the um right, right outside the door, which you can't see because I have, you have a background up. I, I can't see that. <laughs> There's a door right there. Okay, just outside the door in the little corner was where it was. So yeah, I got to smell the shit first. All right, I got a long title coming up here at number fifty-two. Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make-Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. I don't like Borat. It got less funny with each viewing. I I did see it in the theater and I laughed my ass off. Subsequent viewings, I have laughed less and less. But there are still two scenes that get me. One is him throwing dollar bills at the cockroaches because he's convinced the Jews transformed. And the other one is when the kids are chasing the ice cream truck and the bear comes out and scares him. I still laugh at those. Uh, now here's here's an here's an annual watch for me 
every year. It's an October annual watch. Anybody want to care to guess what this is? Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Good guess, though. It's a comedy in the horror genre. Oh. Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> God, is it Ghostbusters no. Now? No, no, no. It's not Ghostbusters. Nope. It's Shaun of the Dead. Ah. Which is so goddamn funny. I remember, like, while well, they were making it and hearing about it. It's a romantic, it's a rom zom com. It's a romantic comedy with zombies. And I'm like, gotcha. Got it. I'm in. I'm in. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Number 50, this is a classic. Some like it hot. It's a Marilyn Monroe movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good if, if, if you're into classic movies. We actually watched it in school. We did a, uh, we did a study on it. You know, like, like evolution of comedy in movies. It was a pop culture class. We did like this evolution of comedy in movies and everything. And we watched Some Like It Hot as one of the examples. And it's so damn funny. It's a good classic humor. Ah, number 49. This is Spinal Tap. Hell yeah. Eric, have you ever seen that? Nope. Do you know what Spinal Tap is? Nope. Okay. So, what would be the best way to describe this? Uh, Three comedians got together and formed a band. And it's a parody of metal bands, but they're actually still pretty rockin'. And this is a documentary about them. It's a mockumentary. They're England's toughest band. But it's it's worth watching. It's, um... Who's the cast? Michael McKeon. Yep. Um, Christopher Guest. Uh, Christopher Guest. And, of course, from The Simpsons. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Yeah, one of the main Simpsons voice actors. The voice of Skinner and Flanders and... Burns and Smithers is one of the members of the band. Nice. That's where these go to 11 came from. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Pet ownership. For those of you guys listening to the audio only episode, you're missing Eric getting up repeatedly to discipline the dog. So we're just looking at an empty couch now waiting for Eric to return. Stairs in the background. And now all I hear is him yelling at the dog. Oh man, pet ownership, guys, pet ownership. Well, we're in the we're in the we're in the top half of the list now because some like it hot was number fifty, Spinal Tap was number forty nine. So we're getting up there on these film comedies. But I'll take a break while Eric, we're waiting for Eric to get back from disciplining the dog and let you guys know that there's lots of other stuff to check out. Go check out our friends, the Blake and Sal Show. They are now, well, they're past 400 episodes. They're still going, obviously. But they're good guys. They do a good show. Check out the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, who I know for a fact are going to have lots to say about Spider-Man. Now, because I know that they both, they have already both seen it twice. And we're recording this on a Sunday, and Spider-Man came out, well, came out on Thursday. So, there, there is enough time to go I see I want to say this about, about, about the Spider-Man. I haven't seen it. But, the YouTube algorithm has spoiled it for me. Oh, God. Of course it has. 
That's so, unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I mean, it, t- it told me something that you all but should already know. Probably. But, yes. Also, I really laughed about this one. I want to have a discussion about this separately. Maybe we can do this after we're done with the, the list of comedies. But, uh, sorry, guys. You guys are watching me, like, pick my nose and everything. My nose is itchy as hell right now. And I, like, can't stop scratching it. It's the only thing that sucks about these video shows is I can't just sit here. I can, I can just, like, do this off camera. But can't do that. I mean, I can, but I don't want to. You guys are, some of y'all might be eating. Although you're looking at my face, so you shouldn't be eating anyway. Uh, I want to have a spoiler discussion about spoilers and social media, but I want to wait for Eric to get back to uh, to really discuss this because I think it's a very, very important conversation. Because every time one of these movies comes out, what's the conversation always about, Dan? Don't spoil the movie. And then what always ends up happening on social media is somebody spoils the movie. Uh, people spoil TV shows right after they air. I know that was a big issue at Hawkeye this week. And I have <laughs> I actually skipped watching the new Hawkeye to go see Spider-Man. So I actually am behind on one episode of Hawkeye. But Spider-Man was kind of a priority. So the discussion is with the whole spoiler thing. Because I feel like there's two sides to the argument, and honestly, I think they, they both have merit. There are the people who say, rightfully, that if you just go see a movie before or watch a show before people have a chance to see it, and you immediately go on social media and start spoiling stuff, that you're an asshole. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. You are indeed an asshole. Because you know exactly what you're doing. So by posting the spoiler, you're just being a dick. However, I also believe that if you are so hell-bent on avoiding spoilers, that you should be able to discipline yourself enough to not have to go live on Facebook every day. And if you are that concerned that somebody's going to go on Facebook and spoil the movie for you before you have a chance to see it, then maybe you need to get your ass off of Facebook. And get your ass to I'm assuming we're talking about Spider-Man. Yes. Sorry, I'm back. No, that's fine. We're talking about the, the, the spoiler discussion about, yes, if you go on social media and spoil the movie, you're a dick. People were spoiling Hawkeye at 8 in the morning. That's a dick move. But if you're that insistent on seeing the stuff and need to avoid the spoilers, then you need to get your ass off of Facebook. And if you can't function without Facebook for a day... And it's not actually part of your job. You're not some social media profile manager. Then you've got a problem. <laughs> like, yes, I agree. People shouldn't be spoiling it for themselves. But you should also find ways to actively avoid it. When I still actively watched Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis, and I would have to work on a Monday evening, do you know what I would do at 9 p.m. at my job? I would avoid Facebook, because you know what would happen if I went on Facebook? I'd see spoilers, and I didn't want to see that. And I would wait till I got home, could load up the DVR, and watch wrestling. Then I'd go on Facebook. Does anybody want to challenge me on that in the comments? Go for it. 
challenging. And then it comes to the the when when is it okay to discuss? And then and then on top of that, because I know we have previously came up with a basic rule set of how long until you could freely discuss. But yeah, I've got. We are still in. We are two years into a pandini, and things are very much different now. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So what do you what do you wait for? Because like at this point, I'm kind of like over the theater experience. So now at this point, it's just like I'm gonna not see it until it gets Disney Plus or whatever. You know what? I'm not gonna lie to you, Dan. I was with you up until I saw Spider Man because that was my first time in the theater since probably the last Star Wars movie. It's probably been about two years since I went to a movie theater because I got spoiled as fuck with all of these releases on on HBO Max and everything. Uh, but going to see Spider-Man in the theater, I had a great time and I realized I actually do miss the theater experience. So I thought I, I was I over it, it, but... I went and saw it on Friday night. Okay. Even though I was on call, I was like, I because we're I'm only on call until 10 p.m. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, we're gonna find a movie after that, and then I gotta immediately come back because I'm back on call starting at seven in the morning. You know, what we should start so, doing. We should start when when a new movie like that comes out, and we we have the ability to see it, or maybe two of us see it or something. We should record a special for just patrons and do the review immediately. And then that way, you've got the option to listen to it and. It's a patron exclusive thing. So you'd be like, okay, well, here's a se- whole separate episode. And in this episode, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So I've actually seen some podcasts do that too, where they'll like, they'll do a movie, they'll do a non spoiler review and offer their thoughts, which can be very difficult because, you know, there's the whole, you, you don't even want to hint at certain things to, to give stuff away. And then they're like, okay, and then we're going to release a bonus episode and we're going to do a spoiler review. And if so, you have the option to to not do that at all. And I think we can do something like that. Maybe it may not even have to be a patron thing. It could just be more nerd table bonus episode content. We can do that as soon as this weekend, because on Wednesday is Matrix Resurrections, (laughs) which I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, I believe it's going to be on HBO Max right away. So, okay, well. Should I do it, guys? I still have never watched them. Should, should this be the time? No, we've had this discussion. I've never had an interest in the Matrix movies, and nobody nobody has ever successfully is, convinced me to watch them. I think first one is fantastic overall. Second one is great fight scenes, and the third one is just not that great at all. <laughs> I agree with that statement, but I feel like you still need to watch all three of them and toss in the Animatrix. <clears throat> the Animatrix is actually. I feel like it does a better job explaining the backstory to the Matrix than the actual Matrix did. And how long is the Animatrix? Uh, they're broken up into... It's like, know, eight, like, it's like seven or eight short animated things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do I watch them before or after? After Three. one. Yeah. Okay. So you watch the first, you watch the Matrix first, and then watch Animatrix, and then you're good to continue. Give me the Clones Wars order, <laughs> the Basically. correct order to do it. You know what? I, I mean, I bet, you, I bet you there is an order to watch the Animatrix shorts. No, that's one of those. You know, like those 
those things where it's like, tell me 10 things about yourself that would surprise people. One of the things I used to put on that for years was I've never seen The Matrix. That's like the biggest blockbuster film I've never seen. I guess I have to break it now. Son of a bitch. I, mine would be right. the number one blockbuster movie of all time. <laughs> yes, but you don't actually but you don't actually need to see that. <laughs> I feel like at this point I should see The Matrix. So. I, I love it because uh, I did get... I avoided it for 20 years. Forever. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the, we're gonna talk about that when we're done with this uh, list here. Uh, is that the old version? version? No, it's original. Okay. I don't. I never play it in this way. <laughs> and handheld play right now. So, oh, see, I play it in handheld all the time. <clears throat> uh, I left off with this is Spinal Tap. Number forty-eight mm. is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Bill yeah. Murray reliving the same day over and over again. Number 47 is Raising Arizona. I've never seen that one. Raising what? Early Nick Cage. Early Nick Cage, Raising yeah. Arizona. Uh, American Pie at number 46. Yeah, it's a good one. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Abbott and Costello movies are so funny. Like Abbott and Costello? Like Sonny and Cher. Yep. Team America World Police at number 44. Wow. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that as a (laughs) sneak preview. All right. we're We're getting into some good stuff here. Number 43 is The Hangover, which we just talked about. Number 42 is History of the World Part 1. It's good to be the king. Number 41 is Ghostbusters, the original. Such a classic. Number 40 is Wedding Crashers. Oh, okay. Well, at least I was in the 40s. Number 39 is Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Saw that in the theater as well. Uh, I don't hate this movie, but I disagree with this movie's placement on the list. Number 38 is Napoleon Dynamite. I hate that movie, and I also disapprove of its, its position on the list. I don't hate it like um, most people do, but it's not funnier than some of the stuff we just talked about. No, it's definitely not funnier than Wedding Crashers. It's definitely not funnier than Ghostbusters. Do you eat your food, you fat lard? I mean, other than giving Idaho notoriety, but... Uh, number thirty. You want to see me throw this football over that mountain? <laughs> number thirty-seven is the Pink Panther, the original, nineteen sixty-three. So okay, so uh, <clears throat> peek behind the curtain. I am planning on a Pink Panther series watch. They are like all on HBO Max. There you go. I have them all marked. So at some point, I will watch them probably all in one week, and we will be covering them on the show. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> all right. Next movie is Friday. Yes. It's a good one. You got to take a shit so bad? Uh, number 35 is There's Something About Mary. Which was decent. I don't know if it's that funny to be up this high, but it is funny. Uh, 34 is Trading Places. And that would be the Eddie Murphy version if you are curious. The Gods Must Christmas Be... Christmas movie? 
The Gods Must Be Crazy coming in next. I have never seen this one before and recognize no one in it. But apparently it's quite funny. A Fish Called Wanda comes in at number 32. That's uh, Monty Python adjacent. There's a couple of them in it. Yep. I've never seen it, but just based on the cast alone, I would see it. So Yeah, it's good. I saw it like 10 or so years ago for the first time. Good time. Number 31 is The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Hilarious movie. That's a very good. hilarious movie, yeah. And again, this, these are some of those early roles for Seth Rogen where he started to break out. Because I really, I really do like that movie a lot. Ace Ventura Pet Detective comes in at number 30. That was like a, a gift from it this entire time. I know, seriously. You gift us with that one. Meet the Parents at number 29. See, that's one of those ones where it's funny and then I just feel bad about the main character and I'm not really having a good time for a while. It and works it out, man. It works out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Life of Brian is the next one on the list here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again... So far, I'm agreeing with the the order of Money Python movies. Happy Gilmore comes in at number 27. Oh, yeah. Very Classic. Funny. Classic. And you can movie. count on me to see you <laughs> in the parking lot. Number 26 is South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I can't. I can't believe they got away with that title. I know. It was that it, they approved it. So, yeah, they were referring to the movie and not the clitoris. All right, time for the upper tier, the top twenty-five. Number twenty-five is Clerks. Yeah, such uh, a classic, such a classic movie. Launch Kevin Smith's career. Number twenty-four, Thanksgiving movie for once: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's a good one. It's a Never really saw good it. One. Never saw it? It's good. I haven't seen it since I was young. It's Steve Martin as the straight man and John Candy as the, the crazy man. Yeah, but, it has the famous one where they're going to get boxed in by two trucks and then he turns into the devil. <laughs> what are they honking at? You're on the wrong side of the road. It is a... Uh, it's a comedy of errors. He's trying to get home to his family for Thanksgiving, and everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And he ends up in the car with this crazy guy. With this crazy guy who's he's just a nice guy, but he's he's quirky, and this guy's, you know, he's the straight-laced businessman. He doesn't want to deal with quirky. You would like it. Number 23 is The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Uh, naked gun movies are hysterical. And Police yeah. Squad is great, too, and there's like six <laughs> episodes. So if you want a quick binge yeah. and have seen an entire show, yeah. watch Police Squad. Naked Gun's so funny. Number 22, Super Troopers. Super Troopers is amazing. Dude, that opening part where they just keep going past them and back and forth. I can't pull they, over they, they, any further. And they think everything's fine, and he's like, also, the reefer. Littering, <laughs> and, littering, and, we'll do that on occasion. I'll just come up to somebody and be like, what's going on, meow? <laughs> well, you got a problem with the way I talk, meow? Old school, number 21. 
You gotta like Will Ferrell to appreciate this movie, but it's good. I like it. Top 20. Number 20, Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Fair. And that's one of the ones where Mel Brooks is like, I could have done better because I didn't really know what I was spoofing. Did a great job with it, though. And it was like, it might be your best movie, though. <laughs> Still. Love it. <laughs> ah, number 19, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, that's essentially like what Rat Race was, except for like two. This is this is on a lot of people's lists as being like a top movie too when it comes to comedies. It's been yeah, a while since like, I've watched late, it. It even has like end of run stooges in it. Yeah. Been a while since I watched it. I might be due for another one. The Big Lebowski comes in at number eighteen. Oh yeah. Eric, have you seen the Big Lebowski? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Well it's like your opinion. Man, <laughs> one of my personal favorites at number seventeen is Office Space. Office Space is amazing. So, like, I laugh. That was a movie I didn't see for a long time, and people kept on telling me it's like it would be like your perfect movie. You would love that movie. And I finally saw it in college. You just you you just gotta watch it. You just have to watch it at some point. It's so. Mm-hmm. And, and it all started with to like, life. some of Mike Judge's early works were little cartoons of Milton. Yep. Number 16 is National Lampoon's Animal House. That movie. It's hysterical. That is a laugh out loud pee your pants comedy. Is Animal House. Animal House is great. Uh, National Lampoon, again, at number 15 with the original Vacation. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're closed. The moose out front should have told you. So, yeah. So, I was talking to my aunt on my birthday, and she's like, oh, I'm at Wally World. I should probably hang up. And I was like, oh, they're closed. The moose out front should have told you. <laughs> of course, she was at Walmart. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still funny. <laughs> uh, Dumb and Dumber at number 14. Yeah. Dumb what, 94? 94? Yeah. It was Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber that same year. And Dumb and Dumber, yeah. 94 is crazy. Uh, Young Frankenstein at number 13. Uh, it's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. God, that movie. That movie will make you pee pants, too. <laughs> Seen it. Froderick. Uh, number 12 is Up in Smoke. There you go. There's your Cheech and Chong OG. There's your OG Cheech and Chong. Number 11 is the Blues Brothers. Real good. That's really good. If you ever... You, you put John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd together. I mean, come on. <clears throat> All right. Top 10. At number 10 is Stir Crazy. Again, these Richard Pryor films are very popular. But Gene Wilder must be one of the comedy's greatest actors because he's in so many of these. Yep. Yeah. Number nine is The Jerk. The original Steve Martin jerk. Number eight is Modern Times. That's a Charlie Chaplin movie. I'm not very well versed on my Charlie Chaplin, but... I might have to disagree with this next one. Number seven is Annie Hall. 
I thought it's not a bad movie, but it's a it's a very weird Woody Allen picture. You have to like and appreciate Woody Allen for that one. Uh, number six is Duck Soup. And those are the Marx Brothers, so you Marx know Brothers. that. Marx Brothers is one of their classic films. Number it's f- like the Marx Brothers movie, yeah. Yeah. Number five is Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. You completely caught out on me. I didn't hear a single thing you said. Oh, sorry. Dr. Strangelove is number five. I read, okay. I read or how I, learned to, how, how I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yeah. Well, I may have cut out for you guys, but we're recording my audio, so. You can't. We're, we're good. <laughs> you can't fight in the war room. <laughs> oh, my God. Number four, Caddyshack. Caddyshack is laugh out loud funny, too. Which is crazy because that's essentially just a bunch of skits. Pretty much, yeah. That are put together. There's well, like three main stories. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> uh, before we get hey, to the... everybody, we're all going to get laid, and that's how they end the movie. <laughs> so before we get into the top three, is there any movies that haven't popped up yet that you... Yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. <laughs> Anything yeah. else? Yeah. Anything else? Anybody want to take a guess? What's in the top three? Number three is... Is, it something, that, is, is that, it something that... Are you sure that we've seen? Um, there You've probably seen all three of them, and if you haven't, you should. Well, how recent is the most recent of them? 1980. That's the most recent? Ooh. I don't know that. Because now I'm lost. Number three is a Mel Brooks movie. Would you like to guess which one? Blazing Saddles. Yes. That would be it. Yeah. <laughs> Blazing Saddles with it. I knew it had to be fucking up there. Okay. Yes. Blazing Saddles is the, the go-to movie when I come up with this argument. Look. Yes. We're in 2021 now. We need to do better with how we treat people and how we use language and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean we should go back and erase the history of everything we've done. That's yes, also the point of the movie, though. That actually is the point of the movie. So, Blazing Saddles is friggin' amazing. That's like when I heard that, like, To Kill a Mockingbird was, like, on some school's band list. And I was like, that's the point. The literal the, the point. reason, The reason why you don't want them to read about To Kill a Mockingbird is the point of To Kill a Mockingbird. It's the point of To Kill a Mockingbird, exactly. Yep. All right, number two. I will give you a hint. One hint. Shirley. Oh, airplane. Yes. Okay. You are correct. And it's airplane. Yes, it is a. It has. <laughs> it's a got an exclamation, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> if it's all caps, it's got an exclamation point. You got to scream it. Yes, airplane in at number two. And then you already guessed what number one was. Because you both said it. Monty What's Python it? and the Holy Grail. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is number okay. one on the list. Again, is a series of sketches, but they put a through line through it. It's so good, though. See, 
I kind of wish we had gotten Ready Player One as a as a as a true book to movie adaption, just to see them recreate Monty Python the Holy Grail. But we got The Shining, and yeah, that's that's pretty damn good. So now, real quick, since we are talking about comedies, IMDb does have a list of television comedies. Oh, wow. Okay. This list is ginormous, so we're not going to do all of them. Just go to 10. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the top 10 for that one. Good God. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little deeper. Let's do 25. We'll do, we'll do the top 25. Starting at number 25 is Get Smart. I remember watching it when I was a kid on Nick at Night. Uh, number 24 is Murphy Brown. Never heard of it. My parents watch that show a lot. Number 23 is The Golden Girls. Seen maybe every episode because it was syndicated a lot. And then like a few years ago, it was like one of the main channels was like, we're going to show six hours a day of Golden (laughs) Girls. Fine with that. By the way, did you see that Betty White's 100th birthday is going to be streamed live in movie theaters? On January 17th. Yeah, that's like, yeah, in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, January 17th. You can go to the theater and and celebrate Betty White's 100th birthday with a live stream movie theater event. I might might actually go to that. She just hangs out at home and doesn't do anything special. That would be the best part. Basically, it's just a Skype session. I just imagine we go there and it's her getting ready to skydive off a fucking plane or some crazy shit. No, no great. Like she's at home and she's like, you know what? It's my birthday. I'm going to have two scoops of sugar in my tea. It would be great if she just lights a blunt and just starts smoking weed on camera. She's like, what do I care? I'm 100 years old. I uh, Number 22 is Everybody Loves Raymond. Seen a lot because of that. Yeah, my that parents was, love that, was, that show. Those '90s shows that got super popular and hit 100 episodes real quick, so they went straight into syndication. Yep. Like after three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Uh, number 21 is 30 Rock. Seen every yeah. episode. That's 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 on my hit list. That and uh, I don't know if it's going to come up on the list, but Brooklyn Nine Nine's on my hit list too. Listen, those are, those are two I'm of the saying. next binges for me. If you've never seen 30 Rock, Kenneth is fucking gold. Like, everything yeah. Kenneth says makes me cry laugh. Isn't that Jack McBriar? Yeah. Doesn't he become a bigger dick as the season goes on? Does he just become, I mean, like, does he just get worse? He's great. Yes and no. Yes <laughs> well, see, Eric, knowing you and knowing what makes you laugh, I'm not sure how to take this, so... Uh, number 20 is Modern Family. We just finished a whole binge of that show. Very good if if people haven't seen it. Highly recommended. Bewitched at number 19. That's a classic. That yeah, was a lot of Nick at Nights. A lot of Nick at Night, yeah. Uh, Taxi at number 18. That's definitely on my list for something to watch. My parents something. love that show. The Bob so Newhart Show at number 17. Yeah, both Newhart shows are... Both Newharts. Need to watch. And the Larry Sanders show at number 16. That's funny because it's a fake talk show. It's a show. A fake talk show, yeah. It's Gary Shandling as Larry Sanders. 
At number 15 is Roseanne. Yeah, I've probably seen almost every episode of that. I've seen a lot of Roseanne. Uh, Number 14 is Frasier. Seen every single episode of that. (laughs) I've seen a lot of Frasier. Uh, 13 is The Cosby Show. It's on the list. I'm... Again, that's, I own like that's, several. A, that's a good one. How can you differentiate the actor from the role and still enjoy something he's done knowing what kind of person he is? I don't know about the Cosby show, but I'm okay with getting his, his stand-up records and listening to those. Listen, but, like, you're allowed to enjoy things that people have made and not enjoy the person itself. Like, I don't... Like, I... Love the remix to Ignition by R. Kelly. I do not like R. Kelly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If someone's trying to piss on me, I just get out the way. I mean... That stand-up joke. I still watch... I still watch Chris Benoit wrestling matches. I still listen to Michael Jackson songs. I mean... I think... If if you find it hard to separate that stuff and you can't watch it, I get it. And I'm, I don't take anything away from people who can't do it. But, like, don't get mad at me for watching it and in finding enjoyment in it just because you can't. And I think that's a fair now, point. I feel like I can go back and rewatch the Cosby show. But anytime he holds a drink, I'm going to look at that drink a little weird. You know what I mean? I'm like, eh. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, number 12 is MASH, which we just talked about. Seen every episode. Number 11 is Friends. That's Seen, every Seen most of them because it was... That was super syndicated. All right. Super syndicated. Top 10 territory. Cheers. Every episode. Yes, I know, I know you've seen that. <laughs> Carol Burnett Show at number 9. Oh, I would love to. That's a, that's a um, variety show. So, mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke show coming in at number eight. That's a classic. Yep. And the Mary Tyler Moore uh, show Mel, at number seven. Mel Brooks and Mel Brooks and uh, mm-hmm. them started on Dick Van Dyke. It's kind of crazy how it goes too. Like it goes from Carol Burnett, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore. Right in a row. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not done yet. Andy Griffith show at number six. So, that's what y'all are into. That takes place um, in northern North Carolina. Um, and as a matter of fact, the town it's based on has festivals and a whole everything there. Now, I won't, won't get into the whole list here, but we're in top five territory. Uh, is there anything that hasn't shown up yet? that you're suspicious could be in the top five. I will quickly scroll through the list and tell you what will not be in the top five. The Office, Will and Grace, Sex and the City, Wonder Years, Arrested Development, Allie McBeal, Bob Newhart Show, that, of course, he's going to pop up again, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mad About You, Big Bang Theory, Entourage, just to name a few. Man, Arrested Development might be my favorite show of all time, though. <laughs> Arrested Development is really good. So what's in the top five? Any guesses? Not the awesome. How I Met Your Mother. It is not. Okay. 
All right. How recent is the most recent? (laughs) No, we're not doing that again. (laughs) I will ask. I know this is probably just a hint. I will ask, are any of these shows animated or are they all live action? Number five is an animated series. Simpsons. Yes. Okay. That's why I can't answer Dan's question. How recent? Well. (laughs) It's still airing. Literally new episode tonight. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right. Number four. Your hint is this is a show that could not be replicated today. All in the family. Yes. Good guess, Dan. Good guess. I, I've never seen All in the Family. But why can't it be replicated again? Because Archie Bunker is extremely prejudiced. The character is racist, sexist. Super everything. racist, sexist, yeah. Carol, Carol O'Connor, to the day he died, was getting death threats over that, over that character. Yep. Damn, okay. Uh, the, the funny thing, of course, is that you know what kind of show you're watching in the pilot episode when the black neighbor comes over and mispronounces that he's an I'm an electrical engineer. Why are you saying it like that? Well, your dad thinks it's funny. Why are you encouraging him? Like that's in the very first episode. Also, the very first episode is like he refers to black people as as buttes. As buttes, because, yeah. Because he once saw a bumper sticker that said "black is beautiful." <laughs> so he calls him buttes. Because of beats. Beats. And it was, again, it was the entire point of the show. But it gets lost on people. Uh, Any guess as to what number three could be? Give us a hint. It took took place. It aired in the 1950s. 1950s? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Originally in the 1950s. It only aired for two years. Only aired 39 episodes. 1955, 1956. It's one of the best comedy television shows of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. But it only had that many episodes. Correct. Do you have a guess? Three Stooges? No. Not a bad guess, though. I think they had way more than 39 episodes. When was The Monsters on? It is not The Monsters. Well, Monsters would have been like 60s, 70s. Because it was black and white to start. Yeah. This is a black and white show. Have I seen it? <laughs> Did it get heavy syndication in Nick at Night? I don't actually know if the show is still syndicated. Uh, it was controversial for its time because it potentially promoted domestic violence. Does that give you a hint? Oh, um. Oh, what's the? I don't know the name of the show. Is it one of like one of these days, Alice? Yep. Bang, okay. zoom, I... right to the moon. Yeah, I don't. Uh, know the the honeymooners. The honeymooners Honey... is the name of the show. Honeymooners only went for that long. Holy! I know, right? Damn. I've had <laughs> shits last longer. Does anybody <laughs> see what's happening on my camera right now? Yeah, that's the There, there is a cat on my lap. Who? is being difficult and jumping down. Okay, so there are two shows left. Uh, number two, also from the 1950s. How long did this one go? This lasted 181 episodes between 1951 and 1957. 
Did you have a guess? So it was all in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So it's not Lucy, because Lucy ended up in color by the end. I love yeah. Lucy is the answer. Oh. He ended up in color, though. Yeah, Technicolor existed back then. In the 50s? Yeah. Good God. Yeah, dude. So what's the number one all-time comedy? Uh, let's, uh, another hint. Time frame. Lasted 172 episodes between 1989 and 1998. From 1988 to 1998. 89 to 98. Has four main characters. Four main characters. You don't necessarily want to root for them. Oh. Seinfeld. Yes. Correct. Oh, which I've seen every episode of. Yes. Correct. Well, I could think of worse ways to kill two hours for a live podcast, but... (laughs) Okay, so where was Married with Children on this fucking list? Oh, God, I already closed it. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. We're we're gonna... I'm gonna get you your answer. You want to know where Married with Children is? I'm gonna find it. Uh, Well, the list was huge. I think it went longer than that. I found Home Improvement. Oh, God. Number 56 is Two and a Half Men. Yeah, that shouldn't even be in the top 1,000. No no disrespect. Actually, I mean a lot of disrespect. All right, where is Married with Children? Oh, I found How I Met Your Mother. It's in number 72. What number was was that? 72? How I Met Your Mother? Mm -hmm. Uh, 74 is Family Guy. 75 is Parks and Rec. Malcolm in the middle. Jesus. All right. Dude, I'm getting up to the hunt. I'm getting up to 100, and I haven't seen Married with Children yet. There's no way. Married with Children is, like, fucking hilarious, man. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Either I'm... Either I missed it and it's way earlier, but at the same time, I'm not sure because I just found... Why don't you hit Control-F on your phone? (laughs) (laughs) I just found South Park, Futurama, and Always Sunny after number 100. And Community. Some of those aren't sitcoms. Really? Full Metal Alchemist is a comedy? No. Who made this list? You fucked up, I guess. (laughs) Who made this list? Listen, it was a merger of a lot of things. <laughs> Quite literally. I have a feeling they didn't include Married with Children on this list. If they did, I missed it completely. I'll go back really quickly to number 25 and scroll up and see what else could possibly be on here. Uh, what do we got going on next weekend, guys? Because I know the holiday's coming up. Should we do it? It is literally Christmas on Saturday. It is quite literally. Uh, I know we're getting new Letter Kenny on Boxing Day for us here in America. Season two of The Witcher came out this weekend. On the 29th is Book of Boba Fett. I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, when do you guys think we can record again? I don't see Married with Children, dude. I Whoever made this list does not think that's a funny show. Clearly. Also didn't see um, Fresh Prince either, so. I'm off call 
on I hand over the phone, sorry, on Tuesday. So I'm good to go back to normal after that. All right. But well, I know Christmas Eve is what, Friday? So Saturday we're going east. I don't know where the fuck we're going. Rebecca east. has plans this weekend. East. But we're going east. Well, I am free Christmas Eve. So if if a Christmas Eve episode recording is possible, I will be available for it. That should be available. Okay. Uh, Before we wrap up this week, though, Dan, please tell us all about your brand new Birthmas gift that you received. Got a Nintendo Switch. Yes. So you can add Dan as a friend. And uh, you got four games with that. Yeah. So what are we playing? Mostly just Animal Crossing. <laughs> welcome to the party, buddy. Once here, once I got, here. welcome to got the Zelda. island. Got Zelda. I got wow. Mario, nice. Mario, Mario, Super Mario Bros. U, the Deluxe Edition. Is that the one that comes with Luigi U? Yeah, it comes with Luigi okay. as well. And I, I have also that. got Metroid Dread, which is like only a couple months old. Listen, Metroid Dread is it's no fucking joke. That game gets hard. Well, you know what else was hard? Metroid, Super Metroid, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. <laughs> so, oh, just yeah. saying. <laughs> just saying. That might be a Metroid thing, actually. <laughs> that might just be that, a Metroid thing. I imagine that I'll probably get some more games at Christmas. So, for the Animal Crossing people out there, I'm, I've been very excited to hear Dan's, Dan's progress, of course. His starters were Canberra and Kevin. Yep. Which is... Well, Kevin's, uh, he's thinking about for Toy Day, he's thinking he's going to get everybody some uh, some workout gear or something. So we got our, our swan. Yeah, the jocks like to get swole. And then you encountered, you're in, you're in the uh, the pre-staging where you're going to get your next three neighbors and you get... I am building houses yeah. as soon as we are done with this show. <laughs> yep. You get your peppy, your normal, and your lazy next. And I know you've already encountered two of them. Your peppy's going to be Nibbles, the little squirrel, little mint squirrel. And your lazy is going to be Cole, who was actually Shannon's starter lazy on her second island. Because she had a black cat. Or you could even say Shannon's third island, because technically her first island was mine. And then she got her own island, did her own stuff, and then she went off. So, so this is like get... anybody logs on to your Switch, it's if, the same yeah. island. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you made like a profile for your sister on your Switch, and she signed into Animal Crossing... She would land on your island and basically start her game from scratch. She wouldn't be doing all the world building tasks, but she'd be doing all the house expansion tasks. So, so you, and yeah, you got Cole. Cole's a bunny rabbit, and he's got little buck teeth, and he's all black. With I think he's got yeah, I think he's all black. He's a cat. <laughs> no, nah, Cole's a well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. He, he is a bunny. There is an all black cat. Her name's Kiki, and she's a void. She looks and and she was named after uh, Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. That's been confirmed, because because Japan. Uh, you get a normal personality type. That's another one of the females. You'll get. I don't know who you're gonna get. That might that one might autofill, or you might find them on another mystery island. I'm not sure. My starter was Kit the kangaroo. My starter Peppy was Pom Pom the duck, and my starter Lazy was Rex the lion. And I've kicked them all off the island. 
Pom Pom moved to Shannon's Island because that's Shannon's favorite, and everybody else just disappeared. My starter big sister was Sherry, the monkey with the yellow paws, which is based on a real monkey that pisses on itself. <laughs> and I didn't hate Sherry, but one day Sherry made Bob cry, and then Shannon decided Sherry was done, and I had to agree with that. So <laughs> You're out of here. You're out of here. But I still have my starter, Jock, from March 18th, 2020. And that's Dom, the swole sheep, who I discovered later was part of the New Horizons 8, when they made eight new characters for the game, who don't have amoeba, didn't, who only now just recently got amiibos. Dom was one of them. So then, after you get your five houses, you'll build the campsite, you'll get your starter smug, because you get, you get your third guy at that point, you'll get a smug. They're the ones that are a little full of themselves, but they just want to be on brand. And then eventually you'll get your last, your last woman and your last guy. You'll get your snooty and your cranky. And then since you're allowed up to ten, you'll get two repeats of the personalities. Because ten villagers with eight personalities, so two of them are going to repeat. I like to keep one of each personality around because you get different recipes and reactions and stuff from each different personality. So try to figure out which one's your favorite. And if you're missing one, like let's say that uh, Kevin decides he wants to move and you let him go and he's gone and you're devoid of a jock, you'll have a higher chance of getting jocks in your campsite when they come to visit. In fact, because I was missing a cranky for a couple months and every single campsite villager I got was a cranky. And they all sucked. I never ended up choosing any of them to come move on to the island. But the Mystery Island hunt won't change, but your, your campsite algorithm will. But I try to keep one of each around. And then eventually when you figure out which personality type you like, you end up getting more than one. Or you just end up finding villagers that look cool. And you become attached to them and then they become part of your world. Like Bob. Bob the Lazy Cat. Bob is my all-time favorite character in Animal Crossing, and as soon as I, as soon as I could, I bought his amiibo and moved him onto the island. And he is my boy because he's he's just like me. He likes naps and snacks. <laughs> and who can't who can't relate to that? There is one thing I don't like about the Switch so far, and that is swapping games when it's docked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see that be kind kind of annoying. So. <laughs> Well, enjoy your new Switch. Uh, I've already given you a couple of my personal recommended games for the future. I think that Mario... Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, As soon as I get my friend card, I'm going to send you a friend request. Okay. Um, Mario Odyssey, I believe, is a must-play. That's like the real success. That's Yeah, I had like a list of 20 games that I gave them. So these are just the first four. I'm probably going to get up to five more. On Christmas. And then I made a deal that I'm going to give my sister and her boyfriend my old PS4. Because it hasn't, it hasn't been turned on in a year. <laughs> uh, probably, and, you should probably turn and, it on and make sure it works before you give it to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm going to give them to that for like a couple more games. So There you go. Yeah, um, Mario Odyssey is like... It's crazy good how, how good they ended up doing with that one. Uh, when you get online... Get Mario Maker 2, because Mario Maker 2 is still fun, but you need the online aspect to play everybody's levels. Which is, for me, would be the main point of having Mario Maker. 
Uh, I like Smash. I've always liked the Smash Brothers series. I, I Smash Ultimate's fun just because it's got so many characters to choose from. And unlocking them is actually pretty easy because all you have to do is just... You, you just do a one-on-one match. You can pretty much just take a dive and lose and then you'll immediately get a challenger. And if you don't beat the challenger and unlock them, you can try again. And then the DLC is fun too because you get all the new characters and you can watch the... Yeah, but that's the thing about that now is, like, to get everything now, it's like buying the game two and a half times. <laughs> kinda. Kinda. But but I thought it was worth it. And I've actually enjoyed playing as Sora, so. After everybody wet their pants about that. Poor Waluigi. Just yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that game in solidarity with Waluigi. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is great, too. Because it's got it's got the remix tracks, like it's got the old some of the old tracks on it. And it's Mario Kart; it's just fun. And then if if everybody wanted to at some point, if we all wanted to to do the that new Mario Party game and and have some online streams going where we can all play together, I'm still up for it. So, yeah, y'all let me know. You're sweet. So, all right, well. Good on you, Dan. I hope you enjoyed your birthday. I hope you enjoyed your cameo that we got you. Yeah, I don't know. From good old Dan Housen. That was also fun, too, because everybody chipped in, like, almost immediately, and the last one to the party was Eric. <laughs> Which is just per- part of the course. Sorry, buddy, but you are. <laughs> you're Eric, you're either first or you're last, and that's it's never an in-between yep. to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like I, it's just trying to figure out how to send you stuff, man. You no, want Bitcoin? Fine. I got I got some Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, he was trying to bribe me. He's like he's like I don't know how to I don't know how to send money. How about some Bitcoin? <laughs> All right, but yeah, you can give me five thousand dollars right now. <laughs> I mean, pretty much that's what you're giving me. What's one Bitcoin right now? Damn, I don't think well, a lot. Bitcoins for forty seven, forty eight thousand, something like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> be like, be like, damn! I don't, I don't think I love Dan that much. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> but yeah, uh, good times. That would uh, solve almost all of my problems. It pretty One much, Bitcoin. yeah. Two hundred eighteen. Uh, that's all I got in Bitcoin. It's better than nothing. But yeah, I put like five bucks in what two years ago. That's what it grew to. All right, see, so you're expanding. <laughs> That would be a solid investment, actually. I was just like, good God, man. I wish I would have put more in. Uh, think that's, about a, it. that's actually like a sky-high improvement. Yeah. Well, we have nothing really else to say here, except uh, we hope I mean, you guys... The only thing we have left is too long still. So for another week, we will uh, eventually get to Season 5 of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got stuff to watch. I got a kitty to babysit. I got I got lots going on too. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we uh, we appreciate you guys coming on for th- this live episode sixty nine. Nice, 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 nice. But I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. So I'm gonna end the stream and end the recording and bid you all farewell. We'll be back with the seventieth episode potentially on Christmas Eve, and we can really get hyped for Christmas then. We can do another whole Christmas special. Maybe we'll have some guests on, too. So, who knows? 
Remember the last Christmas special when Eric was a guest? Eric <laughs> literally showed up halfway through the episode and just popped in. I thought that's what was going to happen today, to be perfectly honest. I was just like, oh, man, here we go. No, it would have been great but, if you get the phone call as soon as we wrap up this episode. And they're like, come in. Don't fucking put that <laughs> shit on me. <laughs> hey, Sunday's the one day I'm guaranteed to have off, so I can say it. Well, y'all, have a great, great rest of your week as we continue on the Christmas hype train. And happy birthday, Daniel. Happy birthday. You want to put that knife somewhere? <laughs> oh my! All right, I'm ending. The, I'm ending it now before this gets real. Bye, guys. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.